Chapter One of Jerry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Jerry by Jean Webster. Chapter One. The courtyard of the Hotel du Lac, furnished with half a dozen tables and chairs, a red and green parrot chained to a perch, and a shady little arbour covered with vines, is a pleasant enough place for morning coffee, but decidedly too sunny for afternoon tea. It was close upon four of a July day, when Gustavo, his inseparable napkin floating from his arm, emerged from the cool, dark doorway of the house, and scanned the burning vista of tables and chairs. He would never, under ordinary circumstances, have interrupted his siesta for the mere delivery of a letter. But this particular letter was addressed to the young American man, and young American men, as every head-waiter knows, are an unreasonably impatient lot. The courtyard was empty, as he might have foreseen, and he was turning with a patient sigh towards the long arbour that led to the lake, when the sound of a rustling paper in the summer-house deflected his course. He approached the doorway and looked inside. The young American man in white flannels with the red guide-book protruding from his pocket was comfortably stretched in a lounging chair, engaged with a cigarette and a copy of the Paris Herald. He glanced up with a yawn, excusable under the circumstances, but as his eye fell upon the letter he sprang to his feet. "'Hello, Gustavo, is that for me?' Gustavo bowed. "'Echo, she is at last arrive. The letter for which you have so much wish.' He bowed a second time and presented it. "'Mister Jerin Elier?' The young man laughed. I don't wish to hurt your feelings, Gustavo, but I'm not sure I should answer if my eyes were shut. He picked up the letter, glanced at the address to make sure, the name was Jermyn Hilliard, Jr., and ripped it open with an exaggerated sigh of relief. Then he glanced up and caught Gustavo's expression. Gustavo came of a romantic race. There was a gleam of sympathetic interest in his eye. Oh, you needn't look so knowing. I suppose you think this is a love letter. Well, it's not. It is, since you appear to be interested, a letter from my sister, informing me that they will arrive tonight, and that we will pull out for Riva by the first boat tomorrow morning. Not that I want to leave you, Gustavo, but—oh, thunder! He finished the reading in a frowning silence, while the waiter stood at polite attention, a shade of anxiety in his eye. There was usually anxiety in his eye when it rested on Jermyn Hilliard, Jr., one could never foresee what the young man would call for next. Yesterday he had rung the bell and demanded a partner to play lawn tennis, as if the hotel kept partners laid away in drawers like so many sheets. He crumpled up the letter and stuffed it in his pocket. I say, Gustavo, what do you think of this? They're going to stay in Lucerne till the 10th, that's next week, and they hope I won't mind waiting. It'll be nice for me to have a rest. A rest, man! and I've already spent three days in Valedolmo. Si, Signore. You will desire the same room? Was as much as Gustavo thought. The same room? Oh, I suppose so. He sank back into his chair and plunged his hands into his pockets with an air of sombre resignation. 
the waiter hovered over him divided between a desire to return to his siesta and a sympathetic interest in the young man's troubles never before in the history of his connection with the hotel du lac had gustavo experienced such a munificent companionable expansive entertaining thoroughly unique and inexplicable guest even the fact that he was american scarcely accounted for everything the young man raised his head and eyed his companion gloomily gustavo have you a sister a sister gustavo's manner was uncomprehending but patient si signore i have eight sister eight merciful saints how do you manage to be so cheerful three is married signore one other is betrothed one is in a convent one is dead and two is babies i see they're pretty well disposed of but the babies will grow up gustavo and as for that betrothed one i should still be a little nervous if i were you you can never be sure they're going to stay betrothed i hope she doesn't spend her time chasing over the map of europe making appointments with you to meet her in unheard-of little mountain villages where the only approach to christian reading matter is a paris herald four days old and then doesn't turn up to keep her appointments gustavo blinked his supple back achieved another bow thank you he murmured and you don't happen to have an aunt an aunt signore there was vagueness in his tone yes gustavo an aunt a female relative who reads you like an open book who sees your faults and skips your virtues who remembers how dear and good and obliging your father was at your age who hoped great things for you when you were a baby who had intended to make you her heir but has about decided to endow an orphan asylum have you gustavo by chance an aunt si signore i do not think you grasp my question an aunt the sister of your father or perhaps your mother a gleam of illumination swept over gustavo's troubled features echo you would know if i have a zia a aunt yes that is it a aunt securamente signore i have ten leven aunt eleven aunts before such a tragedy i am speechless you need say no more gustavo from this moment we are friends he held out his hands gustavo regarded it dazedly then since it seemed to be expected he gingerly presented his own the result was a shining new minted two lira piece he pocketed it with a fresh succession of bows grazie tanto has the signore need of anything have i need of anything there was reproach indignation disgust in the young man's tone how can you ask such a question gustavo here am i three days in valedolmo with seven more stretching before me i have plenty of towels and soap and soft-boiled eggs if that is what you mean but a man's spirit cannot be nourished on soap and soft-boiled eggs what i need is food for the mind diversion distraction amusement no gustavo you needn't offer me the paris herald again i already know by heart the list of guests in every hotel in switzerland ah it is diversions that you wish have you seen that very beautiful luini in the chapel of san bartolomeo it is four hundred years old yes gustavo i have seen the luini in the chapel of san bartolomeo i derived all the pleasure to be got out of it the first afternoon i came the garden of prince Antonio crivelli 
has the signori seen the cedar of lebanon in the garden of the prince yes gustavo the signori has seen the cedar of lebanon in the garden of the prince also the ilex tree two hundred years old and the india rubber plant from south america they are extremely beautiful but they don't last a week have you swimmed in the lake it is lukewarm gustavo the waiter's eyes roved anxiously they lighted on the lunette of shimmering water and purple mountains visible at the farther end of the arbor there is the view he suggested humbly the view from the waterfront is considered very beautiful very nice many foreigners come entirely for him you can see lago di garda monte brioni monte baldo with the ruined castle of the scaliger monte maggiore the altissimo di nago the snow-covered peak of monte mr german hilliard jr stopped him with a gesture that will do i read baedeker myself and i saw them all the first night i came you must know at your age gustavo that a man can't enjoy a view by himself it takes two for that sort of thing yes the truth is that i am lonely you can see yourself to what straits i am pushed for conversation if i had your command of language now i would talk to the german alpine climbers an idea flashed over gustavo's features ah that is it why does not the signori climb mountains very helpful very diverting i find guide you needn't bother your guide would be italian and it's too much of a strain to talk to a man all day in dumb show he folded his arms with a weary sigh a week of valedolmo an eternity gustavo echoed the sigh though he did not entirely comprehend the trouble still he was of a generously sympathetic nature it is a pity he observed casually that you are not acquainted with, with the signor americano who lives in villa rosa he also finds valedolmo undiverting he comes but often to talk with me he has fear of forgetting how to speak english he says the young man opened his eyes what are you talking about a signor americano here in valedolmo securamente in that rose-colour villa with the cypress trees and the terrazzo on the lake his daughter la signorina constantina she lived with him very young very beautiful gustavo rolled his eyes and clasped his hands beautiful like the angels in paradise and she speak italia like i speak english german hilliard jr unfolded his arms and sat up alertly you mean to tell me that you had an american family up your sleeve all this time and never said a word about it his tone was stern scusi signori i have not known that you have the pleasure of their acquaintance the pleasure of their acquaintance good heavens gustavo when one shipwrecked man meets another shipwrecked man on a desert island must they be introduced before they can speak si signore and why may i ask should an intelligent american family be living in valedolmo i do not know signore i have heard the signor papa's health was not good and the doctors in america say to him you need change to breathe the beautiful climate of italia and he say all right i go to valedolmo it is small signore but very famosa oh yes molto famosa in the autumn and the spring foreigners come from all the world english french 
German, Tutti. The Hotel du Lac is full. Every day we turn peoples away. So I seem to have struck the wrong season. But about this American family, what's their name? La Familia Veldere from Nuovo York. Veldere. He shook his head. That's not American, Gustavo. At least when you say it. But never mind. If they come from New York, it's all right. How many are there? Just two? But no, the papa and the senorina and the, the... He rolled his eyes in search of the word. The aunt. Another aunt. The sky appears to be raining aunts today. What does she do for amusement? The senorina, who is beautiful as the angels. Gustavo spread out his hands. Valedolmo, signore, is on the frontier. It is what you say, garrison cita. Many soldiers, many officers, captains, lieutenants with uniforms and swords. They take tea on the terrazzo with the signor papa and the signora aunt, and most specialmente with the signorina Constantina. The signor papa say he come for his health, but if you ask me, I think maybe he come to marry his daughter. I see, and yet Gustavo, American papas are generally not so keen as you might suppose about marrying their daughters to foreign captains and lieutenants, even if they have got uniforms and swords. I shouldn't be surprised if the signor papa were just a little nervous over the situation. It seems to me there might be an opening for a likely young fellow speaking the English language, even if he hasn't a uniform and sword. How does he strike you? Si, signore. I'm glad you agree with me. It's now five minutes past four. Do you think the American family will be taking a siesta? I do not know, signore. Gustavo's tone was still patient. And whereabouts is the rose-coloured villa with the terrace on the lake? It is a quarter of an hour beyond the Porta Sant'Antonio. If the gate is shut, you ring the bell, and Giuseppe will open. But the road is very hot and very dusty. It is more cooler to take the path by the lake. Straight to the left for ten minutes and step over the wall. It is broken in that place and quite easy. Thank you. That is a wise suggestion. I shall step over the wall by all means. He jumped to his feet and looked about for his hat. You turn to the left and straight ahead for ten minutes? Good-bye, then, till dinner. I go in search of the Signorina Constantina, who is beautiful as the angels in paradise, and who lives in a rose-coloured villa set in a cypress grove on the shores of Lake Garda. Not a bad setting for romance, is it, Gustavo? Dinner, I believe, is at seven o'clock? Si, Signore, at seven. And would you like veal cooked Milanese fashion? Nothing would please me more. We have only had veal Milanese fashion five times since I came. He waved his hand jauntily and strolled whistling down the arbor that led to the lake. Gustavo looked after him and shook his head. Then he took out the two-lira piece and rang it on the table. The metal rang true. He shrugged his shoulders and turned back indoors to order the veal. End of chapter 1